This one goes out to the conscious entrepreneurs here to make a difference in a big way. Welcome to the Heart, Soul, and Guts podcast. You've got the vision. You've heard the call. The world needs what you have to give, and you're ready to show up. Exactly how that's going to happen, that part's not so clear. Dreaming it and living it, two very different things. Deep breath, sister, you're in the right place. Amy Biondini is crazy about people and about business, and she's here to help you. It's time to get out of stuck and into action aligned with your soul. Are you ready? Here's Amy. Kelly Hall is a certified health, life and fitness coach who is on a mission to free women from the overwhelming struggles with physical illness and our weight gain. By creating some time for them, they have the space where they can connect more deeply to themselves and determine whether to start their own unique journey. Kelly, hello. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Western Australia. Wow, and I'm in London. Truly a global world. Yes, we can be more further away <laughs> from each other. <laughs> that's true, that's true. But we've got this space together today. Why don't you kick us off by telling us a little bit about you? What are the highlights? Okay, sure. So I'm a health, life and fitness coach. Mm -hmm. My journey began when I started a chronic health journey 10 years ago. I've been in and out of health issues for that time, including chronic fatigue, iron deficiency. I was getting iron infusions on a regular basis. What else? Adrenal exhaustion, thyroid issues. And then most recently, two years ago, I was diagnosed with leaky gut syndrome. So I was in so much pain that I couldn't eat anything. Even a smoothie would set me into chronic pain. And the, my boyfriend had to call the ambulance a couple of times. So yeah, so my journey began from that. I was desperately looking for a way to heal my body. Mm -hmm. And around that time when I got diagnosed from leaky gut was when I was starting to be a personal trainer. So I was putting a lot of extra stress on my body physically as well. So there was that as well as the other contributors. So then I I was reading a lot of emails from IIN at the time. So it made a perfect sense for me to enroll into IIN and to become a health coach so that I could learn how to heal my body while I was getting a qualification. I just thought there'd be no better opportunity to dive into health coaching. And I I did that. I had 12 months of IIN and I healed my body, majority healed my body, <laughs> um, sort of a tongue twister. So yeah, I'd mostly healed my body in that time. So the physical component I'd healed. Okay. And then, so I was symptom free. I'd been sticking to my diet plan and all of my, you know, the things that I discovered were working for me, avoiding all of the foods that I was intolerant to in that time originally. Like I, you know, I've, I've not touched anything that's even remotely triggers pain in, in now almost three years. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was feeling pretty good. And then I started getting chronic pain again. And I thought, what is going on? And it's in, when you've had chronic fatigue and you've had chronic pain for as long as I have, um, just even the remote feeling of that again can, you know, set me off into panic and anxiety and, and what the hell's wrong with me and, you know, tears like I've done everything and I've radically changed my life, all of that, and yet the, the chronic pain came back, you know, and I was like, what the hell? So around that time, I had a, a discussion with someone that works with like metaphysics and, and so mind-body connection and, mm -hmm. and you know, I became more aware of the triggers on our body through the mind, through stress and, and all of those things and from old blocks and patterns and stories that we have, you know, mm -hmm. that are playing around in our system that we actually haven't 
closed properly. We haven't healed them. That sort of idea through, you know, I was already through IE and I had that many connections through all of the mentors that we were working with. And my email was, you know, always chock-a-block through full of subscriptions. So I was reading a lot of stuff. And so I came across that idea. So I decided to explore it a little further. And that's around the same time I decided to join a mental masterclass so that I could learn to be a life coach. So that again, I could learn what I I needed to learn for myself and then learn it to become a life coach later. So that was this year. This year I've worked very, very heavily with my mind Mm -hmm. and found out that there was some very old stories, very old blocks that were still haunting me and that was causing the chronic pains. So when I dove deeper and processed those blocks and worked through them, I released those blocks as well. So I've been symptom-free, pain-free now for a good eight months, I reckon. So that's kind of the nuts and bolts of why I became a health, life and fitness coach. Also, I just really wanted to help people on all levels because I don't think healings, I don't think you can heal your body without the holistic approach. I just don't think that's possible. You can get so far as I learned, but then you really need to go to the next level, to the mind, the spirit to the, and the body. You know, you need to work on the whole three levels. So yeah, and that's what I do. That's my, my business is called Sometime For You and I work with people with women with multi-syndrome illnesses, women that don't know where to start, that are really confused, that have had a lot of conflicting stories, you know, about do this, do that, tried many, many diets, you know, lost weight, gained weight, just that roller coaster of mm-hmm. confusion and overwhelm and just really not knowing where to start. I found that through my journey the last three years I have also got a very an intuitive ability to really just kind of find the root of the problem very quickly and yeah I just yeah that's pretty much what I do I guess mm-hmm. it's interesting because you've had such a long journey in terms of all the different kind of physical yeah. symptoms and mind-body connection but I'm interested as well as kind of what made you want to heal yourself but then also help others heal because I guess some people would just heal themselves and be quite happy that they were pain and symptom free yeah well I mean that's something that's always been within me I've spent most of my life in retail and hospitality so the very you know service-based jobs I could never stand to work in a job that wasn't relating with people so I've always loved working with people and when you talk to a lot of people that are doing the coaching career it's and you look back and reflect it's always there like when you're serving someone even as a customer in a retail store or in a hospitality situation there's always that extra mile that you tend to go because it's just something within you that you want to explore that person or get to know that person that little bit more or help that person that little bit more and so I've always had really good feedback on my customer relations but not from a level of I provide good service and value for dollar but more that I remember their name or you know nearly everyone I served in retail I had at least a five ten minute conversation with them because I wanted to know who they were. I've always had, I love people. I love people's stories. I love, you know, just learning about people and getting to know people. For the last four years, I've also been working in aged care as an allied health assistant and a care worker. So I've been working with the elderly and I love their stories and I love, you know, they give us so much insight and wisdom and history to our our lives that we didn't know and a lifetime that we didn't know, you know. So it's just it's always been something within me I've always wanted to help people and then I got to I think very early on in my health journey in 10 years probably like year one or two I you know when I pulled myself out of chronic fatigue and started to put all the pieces back together I knew then that I was made to that I wanted to help people get through that stuff as well 
And back then I did want to enroll in something or I think I was looking at naturopathy actually around that time. And I've also got a massage qualification. So I have had a business in massage before. So again, that's helping people heal. But my journey in the 10 years with illness and then low finances and my marriage dissolved in that time, it was quite a journey and it wasn't something that I could fully commit to course or a qualification back then. It's been an idea that I've always sort of had but it's something in my nature that I've always had as well like just yeah I just love talking to people and yeah love having conversations a bit like you Amy <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like a really deep part of you kind of that desire and that love to connect with people and really get a real true sense of who they are yeah very much yeah I love to know what I love to get to that story I really love hearing people's story and I've been told quite often that I you know I ask those questions you know yes you know sometimes you do something innately but you don't realize it until you're reflecting on it later and and it's just something that I've always done. It's like, instead of, you know, how are you? I might ask, you know, where do you come from? Or how did you get this job? Or, you know, like I'm always inquisitive with people. So I come home and I might, you know, report to my partner an interesting fact about the guy that works in the cafe that we go to every day, you know? <laughs> and he's always like, well, how do you know all this stuff? Why do you always know this stuff? And I was just like, because I ask, you know, I've just yeah. always kind of liked, yeah, learning about people because we're just fascinating and which it's just, I just love people. <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> so you want to accept a little soul. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't like seeing people suffering. And when I suffered as much as I did for the last 10 years, and now it's just so predominant. There's so many people suffering, mm. you know, unnecessarily with so many autoimmune diseases and multi-syndrome complex, you know, illnesses and, and just... You know, or just thinking things are not the norm, like, oh, yeah, I have headaches all the time. Well, you, you know, that's not normal. Bloating or stuff like that, like just the minimal stuff too. There's so many people and women especially getting around with these, you know, things that are, you know, affecting their health, but they, they learn to live with that because there's so many of us that have these symptoms that, you know, we just, it's like we have a discussion about it and it's completely normal, like mm. getting up in the morning, you know, and I just... The more I hear that, the more now that I've healed those things within myself, I'm just like, no, you don't have to have headaches all the time or no, you don't need to be bloated and feel podgy or or no, you don't need to have, you know, menopause or problems with your menstrual cycles or, or no, you don't need to be overweight. There's always a way around that. And I've always believed from very young, 20 odd years old, I started my personal development journey. And back even from back then, I just believe that nothing's incurable. You know, to a point, of course, there's things that may take people down, but I also think there's a, an innate reason for that and everybody's journey is kind of the journey that they're meant to be on. But there's always an improvement, you know, that can be made and it's just not having the knowledge and learning and learning about yourself, taking that time. Mm-hmm. What would you want anyone to know who's listening that it is suffering from those problems and it has just become a part of their normal? What would you want to say to them? Well, pretty much that, Amy, that it's there's always something you can do. When I got chronic fatigue, oh, I can't even begin to tell you how horrendous that was. And, it, you know, it was a, a, probably a huge factor of the dissolution of my marriage But because my, my husband just wasn't built to live with someone like that, I think. And I, I don't even recognize who I was when I had chronic fatigue. But I went through about half a dozen doctors before I, I met a holistic doctor who gave me hope. Up until that point, every medical doctor said, I got given a pamphlet once to say here how to live with chronic fatigue. There is pamphlets that you can get that say how to live with chronic fatigue. And that's what I was given. And I was, when I read it and thought, this is my life, I just, something within me just said, no, I refuse this. And it was a very slow process. You know, I, 
I, I couldn't even walk out the front doorstep. My poor dogs would just be, I'd walk them two feet across the road to the park and then they'd, I'd sit down and they'd play. Like, I was just riddled and bedridden and it was horrible. And I was so confused and so overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. And I think the most important thing to know is to just start somewhere. I couldn't even tell you where I started, but I just started something. And then I just kept adding Every, I'd master one thing, I, I'd change something, master that, see how that worked for me, and then when that worked, I'd try something else. And I just kept building on that day by day by day until I you know, could walk a little bit further and, and all of that stuff and then get back to work part-time. And it took a really long time to get back full-time. And it's the same with my leaky gut. I mean, leaky gut is something that doesn't happen overnight. And my naturopath actually, I think his diagnosis at the time was it could be at least four or five years before I improve because leaky gut is a slow building process and I fairly you know pretty much recovered within two years so because I was very diligent and every step that I was advised to take by my naturopath I applied it fully committed to that healing process so I guess you know answering that question with one sentence would be there's always something you can do there's you just got to start somewhere and then there's the commitment part too Amy I see a lot of women jumping in and out of protocols or in and out of diets or I'll try paleo for three months and then I didn't work for me you have to commit to something long term you really have to be dedicated to that healing process and you have to really want to be well and again sometimes there's blocks around being well but so the desire has to be there the drive the desire and and you just need to start just decide to start and move forward from there you mentioned earlier on about how important the mind body connection is how big a part do you think mindset plays oh huge huge it's a bit of a chicken the egg to me i i don't know whether it was my mind or my body that went first i've had a lot of fear-based i had a lot of fear-based illnesses when you track back and you look at the illnesses that are based on are created by stress and fear a lot of that was what i suffered from I have in the past, I have, I did have a, one day I said to my, I can't remember who I said it to actually, but I had a revelation that I've been sick for 10 years, but nothing's wrong with me. Nothing was wrong with me. And that rings true for me now. It's like I had 10 years of illness, but not one diagnosis was, you know, a cancer or diabetes or high blood pressure, or there was no actual, you know, those medical diagnosis. It was yeah. all syndrome type stuff. Chronic fatigue is a diagnosis, but it's syndromes. It's a, it's a, it's a mixture of things. And so is leaky gut. It's a mixture of things. So there's really nothing wrong with me. So then, you know, when things would crop up, I, once I sort of recognized that physically my body's strong, it's, been, it's coped with all of these things over the last 10 years. So, you know, what started this process? Because genetically it wasn't, I didn't have the things that my family had. You know, I don't have heart problems or things like that. So, I, you know, it got me searching around the mind. And while I was doing, while I've been working on the mind and the life coaching type stuff, I've realized that all of those things that were wrong with me, the anxiety, the panic disorder, chronic fatigue, leaky gut, all of them can be tracked to a deep-seated fear. I, I've spent a lot of my life walking around in fear, afraid of this, afraid of that. And iron's a good one. It's a it's an if-but attitude. So, you know, you might be positive feeling, thinking something's good, and then it's like, oh, but, you know, there's a real but attitude with iron, you know, when it comes to the metaphysics and things like that. And when you track things like and you put those mind-body connections together and look at the metaphysics, they're, they ring true every time and they can give you a really, really powerful insight into what's going on and what you need to explore when it comes to life coaching or, you know, mind work, I guess. So 
That sounds fascinating. I never really thought about the depth of the connection in terms of tracking things back to their emotional origin. But yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It definitely does. Mm. So yeah, it is a fascinating. It's yeah, it's like a, a mind boggle, you know. So yeah. many pieces to the puzzle. It can definitely. be quite a complex kind of discovery process, but it can be done. Amazing, amazing. So you've had quite a long healing journey. And as yes. part of that journey, you've opened up your business side of the world to help others heal. How did you manage the two in terms of both being healing yourself and helping others kind of get started on their healing journeys? Sounds like a lot to manage. Yes. Well, I started my business earlier this year. So I was fairly, pretty much, I was, from being completely, you know, to be transparent, I probably, I would have liked to start my business last year after I finished the health coaching, but I didn't feel completely. Yeah, but I didn't feel, I felt physically well, but I just, I needed to do a little bit more work. I felt like I really needed something extra to offer my clients. So the, and this year, the journey's just unfolded that it's been time and I've been ready. How did I manage it? It just sounds like a lot to kind of juggle in terms of taking care of yourself and then helping others to learn to take care of themselves as well. Yeah. <laughs> You're a busy little bit. Oh, yeah, that's certainly part of my process in the last two years. I've, yeah, I've been juggling three jobs, two businesses for the last year and a half. So I use a bit of it as distraction, I think, when I'm, you know, busy in to-dos. That can kind of help keep me sane, I think. But this year I've stopped that. I'm, I'm working full-time as a health coach now and, and as a fitness trainer, so that's really exciting. But when I started, I just started slow, Amy. Yeah, you know, I just – and I really – my business is really – evolved organically i've learned the principles and and all of the you know processes that we need to become a coach through iin and then again through mental masterclass and i took them step by step so i mean i already had my name because i used that name when i was a masseuse many many years ago so i just re re-registered that name and then it was it's just one step at a time i just you know started with thinking about how i could help people finding my niche and obviously my niche is myself all of the things that I've been through helping those women. And once I had that down, which it's interesting because I, I know a lot of coaches go through the same conundrum of not knowing what their niche market is and it usually just kind of unravels and then reroutes itself back to you. You know, like whatever you've been through is usually the thing you can help people the best with and that's why I've been through it so that I can help others. So, And once I found my niche, that's when my all my wording came and the, and the offerings that I wanted to, you know, how I wanted to serve people just organically unfolded just talking to people knowing what they wanted but I started slow Amy I just I didn't take on a lot at start you know I've just a couple of coaching clients to begin with and then just things have grown and now that it's growing more rapidly that's when I've had to take you know quit my day job that the aged care job and start to you know cull back on some of the other responsibilities so that I've got the space for my business to grow and flourish and yeah so it's just I've just done it as a slow process no hurry I've really enjoyed the journey that's been very important I realized very early Early on that once my business was established and I was out there you know creating and serving that I would never get that initiation and creation time back you know that beautiful time when you're figuring everything out and it's all a wonder and, and you don't know where it's going to lead and and all of those questions that you have and all of the design and you know all of that stuff once you've done all that you've done that 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 part doesn't you don't you don't restart unless you start another business I guess but 
that's a really fascinating and, ex- and exploratory time for yourself and for your business. And so I, I took a step back one day from some wisdom that I gained from Mentor Masterclass where I just said, you know what, I'm not going to get this time again. I, I need to enjoy this process. And once I stopped and enjoyed the process, I just it just organically fed within everything else that I was going on. And I got a lot of tips and cues from the things that I was doing in my other job, you know, talking to the women that I work with and just opening my eyes and really observing what was going on around me with the other jobs and what sort of things they would need and being very curious and talking, having conversations as well, I guess. Does that that answer your question? It does, it does. And I think it's such a beautiful way to look at it when you're just starting out as a process of initiation and creation and really to enjoy that space as a space of wonder. Because I think that's a space where lots of people get very stressed. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I've heard that feedback and, and it's something that I do pass on, the wisdom that I do pass on to people that are just starting out. And I'm actually in the process of helping women start their businesses by putting the events together. So I'm collaborating with local women that have got businesses as well mm-hmm. so that we can get our you know, faces and our businesses out into the community. We have conversations around that. And I say to them, you know, look, you, this time, what, if you get, once you get busy and your business is success, you're in it then. Like, you know, you don't get to slow <laughs> down and, and enjoy that, you know, creation time or figuring out what you want to do. That's the next part of development of your business. But that, you know, there's, there's certain stages of your business. So why not enjoy all of them? Because you'll never get each stage back again. It's, it's just going back to that present moment awareness of, you know, look what I'm doing right now and let's appreciate that. And yeah, and I just, and back, going back to your question, I just, you know, I wrote down the tasks and things that I knew that I needed to do, you know, for the structure of your business, your website and all of that. And I just took one thing at a time. I just said, well, I'm going to work on the website this month. And, you know, and once my website's up, then I'll work on this. Or I just, yeah, I just took it really slow. And I'm really pleased to say that it wasn't really a stressful process. Beautiful, beautiful. We live in a very busy, noisy online world, so kind of everyone's trying to get the message out there and be heard. Mm. And I think my question is around how do you get in front of the people who may need you in a way that still feels really chill and authentic? Oh, yes. Well, it's been an interesting process for me, I guess, going back to that, you know, taking things slow. You know, I put my Facebook business page up. And then I started engaging with people on Facebook and I was talking to someone about my business yesterday and reflecting on on my process, which might be relevant to this question. And mm-hmm. last year, the first, part, the first part of my business while I was creating the details and then after my website was launched, I've spent a lot of time connecting and networking, if that makes sense. I've spent a lot of time having conversations with people on Facebook, just asking them what they need or just, you know, replying or just commenting on their stuff and saying, that sounds amazing, you know, and, and then asking something else so that I'm kind of, you know, almost developing friendships, but maybe not fully to that point of friendships, but, you know, it's not an ongoing everyday conversation, but just a lot of conversations on Facebook and a lot of conversations in my community. The community part was the second stage of my business because we're taught very, you know, predominantly how to launch our businesses online. That kind of was where I started. And I was, in in case, um, this may be relevant as well, I guess you're asking, I was just very mindful of my energy expenditure as well while I was still trying to, you know, heal my body and juggling all of the things that I was juggling. Like I said, I just spent a certain amount of time, two hours, three hours on my business and then I'd move on and do something else or relax or do something that I needed to do to heal or, you know, eat well or something like that or self-care. And self-care, you know, played a very important role in me being able to 
stay mindful and, and, and not burn out while I'm trying to do all of this stuff. I think I also kind of approached my business as a bit of a hobby and a fun thing to do because I already had a, a day job that was giving me the income. So I've been very blessed that way. I've been able to establish everything with that security. And I think that's not in everybody's case, but mine, I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. So it, it became a fun hobby. Yeah, I spent a lot of time getting to know people, Amy, this year. And then I branched out to kind of social Facebook pages, social meetup pages in the community, you know, explored what's out there and that kind of thing. And then, and also connected with a lot of local businesswomen, people that are doing, offering the healing things that I, you know, the healing techniques that I've used. Cause I thought very early on that I really wanted all of my packaging and programs would always be collaborations. I never saw this business as a solo project. That was part of my, when we did the Vivid Vision. I'm not sure if you've done that yet in our mentor masterclass, but the Vivid Vision, oh, I did that a few months ago now. I knew then that it was going to be a collaboration. Sometime for you was going to be an umbrella for a lot of different healers and facilitators and workshops. It was going to be a space where people can create that sometime for you, basically just, you know, whatever they need, they can find it under my umbrella. And I had, you know, I'm working on that now with referral partners and having a referral page. Everyone I work with is featuring on my website and I've got a lot of businesses that want to participate in my events and things like that because the connection is very important. I'm alert through the life coaching stuff as well that, you know, sisterhood and connection is a big part of the healing process. It's healing's not a solo journey. If, you know, you can only get so far on your own and I can only offer so much as a health coach and a fitness or life coach. Like my skills are limited to what I know and what I offer and if my clients need more than what I offer, I want to have them have someone else there to collaborate with to work with them as well on another level or and also so they can work on all levels of their body, mind and soul in whatever way they need. It's not about what I have to offer, it's about what they need. And I guess because I was healing for 10 years and I, you know, I tried a lot of things, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of the things that work for me, they're the people that I've got very close to me at the moment with my events, working with me on those events. So women get a sneak peek of things that are out there because people, there's so many people that don't know what's out there in the alternative healing world that can help them. It's very medical model and you know, you could talk about Reiki or you talk about mind-body work and, you know, anything in those kind of fields. And unless you've, you know, been exposed to the holistic healing kind of aspect of things, there's a lot of people that don't know what else they can do. So I just want to, you know, be able to introduce them to ideas and see what resonates with them and then they can go in whatever direction suits them best, which is why a lot of my packages and programs are tapered to the individual if you could give any advice to yourself when you were just starting out your business, what would you say was anything that you would do differently? I probably would have liked to discover that the idea of it being a, a hobby and a fun kind of learning process and just that that part of the business was something that I wanted to enjoy a little earlier than I did. I know around creating my website, I was a little stressed out and a bit of perfectionism was coming up and comparison you know compa yeah. comparing what I do with other coaches which can be detrimental especially when you're surrounded with a community of health coaches or a community of life coaches and you start looking at their beautiful websites or all the fantastic things they've got up there and you think oh my god mine's crap you know <laughs> and it's not but that's what you think 
And yeah, so I think if I'd known that earlier, and that's something I would definitely tell someone that's starting out that, you know, from day one, appreciate the process, just really just sit with what you're doing and just, you know, so that you can look back and remember that day that you chose your name or that the light bulb went on and you found your niche or, you know, you got to press publish on your website, like that stuff is priceless. We don't get to do that. We don't get to have those moments again. And if you can think of it as an expression of your creativity and it's a, you know, a fun fun but productive time not yeah if you're not driven by that need to just get it done and and make money and all of that you know just to really appreciate every moment of the creation of it it's it's the fun bit i reckon so really enjoying the process Mm. Mm -hmm. beautiful is there a quote phrase or mantra that you live by actually i just want to add something i just Mm -hmm. also say get support get support as early as you can when you're starting a business just get support because we all try to do it alone for a while and then we realise we need support. So the day I hired my PA was just, was a, you know, that's a highlight. That was my whole world opened up when I had someone that could do the things I couldn't do. Oh, the mantra. Hmm. Not really, Amy, but I guess the idea that I kind of live by is that I believe I'm on a predestined path to a point and that the universe will support me as long as I allow it to. I think once I established that and connected to that idea that, support is always there and that the universe is abundant that really opened up my world i just i think i I sort of function from that mindset now on a daily basis and i you know i've had nothing but flow and harmony and peace but even when things don't go right if you're butting heads with something and something's just not working or you're in a situation that just you've tried many times to make it work and it's not working there's a reason for that it's the universe's way of saying not this path not this way you know so yeah, I guess that that idea is something that I kind of come back to, especially when you know I'm only human and I spiral out of control or I have moments of panic or anxiety that you know when things have come up for me as I strip away my layers and and I have those kind of you know problems in my life that every human has around stress, money, relationships, all of those things. That's what I come back to. That's the I forget that while I'm in it for a minute, and then when I come back and realize that okay, Kelly universe is abundant it will show you the way you just need to communicate and open up to that abundance and just it's showing you something what can i learn from this situation and you know why is this happening for me not to me that's really important as well definitely definitely how do we do that i guess my, my question is about this i was listening to that and thinking that's an amazing well thought to have it's more than a thought but you know that idea is an amazing thing but how do we open up to allowing the universe to support us my honest answer is you take a leap i have done about two or three major things this year that i didn't know that i could do um if that makes sense let me think if there's something deep within your heart that you really want to do but there's a lot of fear around it if you can take that one thing even if it's a small thing that's not too scary but there is a lot of fear there you know and do it anyway just to test the universe you'll find that you'll be delightfully surprised i believe and then when the universe backs you up and and it it works for you then there's a confidence and trust within you that you can utilize in the next situation and the next situation does that make sense it does it does i like the idea of being delightfully surprised Mm, because we you know everything we do we base off experience right and past um, you know things that have happened to us that's how we judge things that's how we make decisions oh we can't do that because every time i do that this is what happens and this works exactly the same way for, way so for me 
I guess for me, like after 10 years of illness and a, and a lot of other obstacles along the way with the marriage and all of that stuff, I got to a point earlier this year where I felt like I'd been through enough. And I was like, I'm so sick of being scared. And I literally said it out loud to my boyfriend. I said, I'm so effing sick of being scared. I'm done. And it was just, it was just a statement. And I don't even, can't even tell you how it originated or why it came about, but I just went, I'm done. I'm so sick of being scared. And something that I'd always really wanted to do, but what terrified me was skydive. So I said to my boyfriend, book me a skydive for my 40th. I'm doing it. I'm going to be absolutely, you know, broke, <laughs> but I'm doing it. And you know what? The declaration out loud of I'm sick of being scared and then booking that skydive, I can't even tell you how little I was scared on the day. I was excited. It was like the fear transpired into excitement. And I, I remember getting up in the plane and I was sitting there looking down. I'm terrified of heights, Amy. And I looked down and I thought, oh, and I could feel my stomach go. And I just went, oh, and then I went, you know what? I'm not going to get this moment back. So again, that idea came to me. And I was like, if I'm sitting here scared, looking out this window, this whole experience is going to fly and I'm not going to remember it and I'm just going to ruin it, you know? And that's that happened within a second because I'd been living by that idea of making sure I kind of appreciate every moment. And I was like, I will never have my first skydive again. This is the first one and it will never be a first if I do it again, you know? So I, I stopped. I just went, no. And I just looked out the window and I thought, oh, my God. But I looked out the window. And as soon as that shifted, I started talking to my instructor who was, you know, I was strapped to him and all of that. And I'm looking out the window and he's videotaping me and we're talking about it. And my family and friends are very surprised by how, you know, calm I was doing it. But it was just that split second choice of I'm not going to be too afraid to pass this moment you know and then the same thing with all of my studies and committing to those studies and financially committing to them it was all just a moment I, I probably signed up on spont you know in a spontaneous moment for most of them because I just decided that I needed to do it and I have a few experiences behind me now so that it gets easier and I think you know every time I've done something on done something spontaneous and that scares me it's worked out so then, then every time I do something scary now it's not as scary but you've got to do the first thing and I think if you can face your biggest fear then every other fear underneath isn't as big you know mm, yeah. doesn't yeah. yeah so the skydive for me was my pivotal point and turning 40 that's always a pivotal point for women isn't it so yeah. I'm 40 <laughs> I'm thinking my life so yeah I jumped out of a plane so if, if somebody asked me that question the short answer would be I jumped out of a plane <laughs> <laughs> and that got me over my fear pretty damn quick <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine beautiful I love it I love it any resources that you'd love to share with people off the top of my head, there's so many that I delve into. Obviously, I've got a lot of my wisdom from all of the wonderful mentors that com- that contribute to um, INN. Mm-hmm. So Gabrielle Bernstein, she's a big you know influence on me for my spirituality and finding present moment, things like that. Obviously, Janine Yoder in Mentor Masterclass and her holiday challenge and all of the wisdom that come from all of the mentors that work with her. Alexander Jameson around cravings. She's my go-to for that. Summer Bock around fermenting foods and just her journey in general. There's just so many health coaches and life coaches. Jacob Sokal, I'm very, very grateful for Sensify right now and all of the upgrading of my journey through that. Like It's just been phenomenal how quickly things have changed through that program. There's so much. We're so lucky. There's just an abundance of stuff. Obviously, my website, because I, you know, I'm developing the referral page, not the referral page, sorry, my, my things I love page. And that's got every, it's going to have everyone that I've kind of accessed along the way, links to them and, and what they offer. 
a pivotal part of my journey this year has been Amanda Johnson and her presence matters. That's been a very big pivotal part. But there's been so many, Amy. I just, yeah, it'd have to be a what do you need? And then, I, you know, I have a very, I'm a bit of a collector of people. I have folders and printouts and emails. My full, And that sort of comes again through my, because I'm so busy collaborating, I feel, you know, that's my whole outlook to helping people is having those networks and those people on standby. So if somebody has a problem around hormones or menopause or menstrual cycles, I refer them straight to Nicole Jardim's website. Or So I have those people's websites on hand so that depending where they're at, I can refer them to the most beneficial resource at the time. There's, there's, there's so many. So what are you most excited about in your life and your business right now? Well, as I said, I've just literally this week resigned from my stable day job that I've had for four years. So I'm an, officially an entrepreneur now. Yay. Congrats. So, yeah, 2016 is pretty exciting for me. I'm heading off to Bali at the end of January on a um, retreat through the Sense of You program. So I that's think you'll actually be in Bali when this airs, so exciting. Yeah, so that's going to be a cool point for me as well. That's my first trip overseas on my own. So that's, you know, there's a few little fears around that that I'm confronting as well. So that's going to be very, very exciting. We've already sold tickets to my first health and healing day in February in a local community. And I've got some collaborations. A girlfriend and I are working on a rejuvenate, create morning for women, for about eight women for eight weeks, where they can just have that space to rejuvenate and then, you know, use that time of self-care to really tap into who they are and, and what they want and how they want to create a better version of their own lives. And just there's a lot of possibilities for me just with the collaborations and, and the, the community support right now. I'm on a little bit of a height about all of that. <laughs> so I'm really excited to see how that all kind of plays out this year and then getting to the same time next year and reflecting on my journey because this year's already been, you know, a profound year and just one step at a time. And, yeah, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have said that I was going to be where I am right now last year. This, and so I'm, you know, life always surprises me. So I'm always excited about most things, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good, a good space to be in. Lots of excitement, lots of good things coming for you in 2016. That is, yeah, brilliant. That's such a beautiful place to be in. Being excited about yeah. everything and what's coming. How can everyone kind of stay in touch and find out more about you, what you do, and all the resources that you're sharing? Yeah, sure. So I have a newsletter mm-hmm. just once, twice a month. So they can just go to www.sometimeforyou.com.au. Subscribe to the newsletter. At the moment, it's a free sweet treats recipe book that they get for subscribing, but I'm not sure if that will be updated by January or I'm going to expand on that. So it'll be a bigger book and it will include lunches and, and other things like that. Some of my favorite recipes are things that I've used to heal over the last couple of years. So it'll be recipes and food involved. So that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a, yeah, there's a newsletter and then yeah, if they want to look into some of the resources that I speak about or curious about some of the names that I've mentioned to you, I'll have, you know, references to those people on my page, I'm hoping it'll be ready by January. But you know, websites are always under construction we're always trying to improve them so yeah something my working on at the moment <laughs> beautiful beautiful thank you kelly so much for your time today and for all the wisdom oh, that you've shared oh, it's been fun thanks for listening gorgeous love what you heard leave a review on itunes because that helps people find the show then get your sweet self over to heart soul and guts.com and join the convo and by the way thanks for being you because the world needs more dreamers who get stuff done <laughs>